What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Slab Stock Sundays here on the Slab Stocks YouTube channel while we look at PWCC weekly auction number 74. Uh, this Sunday night is Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to any of the fathers out there or anyone yeah, yeah. that's celebrating Father's Day today. Uh, Nate, you have a good uh, Father's Day? Yeah, we had uh, some German food, schnitzel, <laughs> red cabbage. Mushroom. You know how I feel about German food. Yeah, you love it. What would you guys eat? Um, we had some ribs, some really good smoked Ooh, ribs. Nice. They were uh, quality. So, yeah, happy Father's Side. Day. Side. Sides. Oh, we have mac and cheese and, of course. And um, what was the uh, – we had one more. Uh, oh, some really good cornbread muffins. Now, now the question is, did you make it for your dad or did your dad make it? No, we, we all know that it turned out way better if Papa Slabs made it. Uh, I I uh, I did the the fun work today. Uh, played some games with him, and uh, then ate the the goodness of the Father's Day meal. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. I'll get there eventually. One day. Did you make the German food? Oh yeah. Oh well, I'll have to experience that. Oh, someday. I didn't make the red cabbage. That was my mom. Um, and uh, well, that I works did, too. I didn't make the spetzel. That was Kendra, but I made the schnitzel. So, well, that's the best part, in my opinion. All this spots was really good, too. Um, and uh, welcome to Nick Knack Real Music, Big John, to tonight's stream. And anyone else that joins right now, USA is playing Canada in the Nations League final, uh, beat Mexico a couple days ago, and already up 2 0 in the first like 25 minutes. Uh, Nate, have you ever heard of the name what? uh, Balogun? Yes, I was funny you bring that up because I know he's on the US team. I knew he was on loan from Arsenal. Yep. And I had been looking at his cards like months before months because I had heard he was doing well in whatever league he was in. And there was a chance he might like come back to Arsenal or something. And I was looking at his cards and he had rookies and I was like, mm, maybe I should buy some of these in preparation for that. Potentially. I didn't of course. And then I completely forgot he existed. And then the USA joined the USA team news comes out and his prices exploded. And I was like, well, sweet. Yeah. And uh, he was one of the top goal scorers in League One this year, the French League. And he just scored his first goal for the U.S. men's national team uh, like 10 minutes ago to give us a 2-0 lead. He, like, oh, my gosh, the guy's really, really good. Like, this hopefully is like a game-changing thing for us in 2026 World Cup. But we did just re-sign Greg Berhalter to be our coach for till after the World Cup in 2026. A lot of people are upset about. Question, what is the, what do you call it? The League of Nations? Uh, the the Nations League, CONCACAF Nations League final. I, say, I think League of Nations is like a it, DC United thing or DC, it, a DC comics book thing or something. Yeah, it is. Or League of, wait, League of Legends is a video game then, right? Or something? So there's just some, something like that. I'm confused. What is, what is this? What is this thing? Though? So basically like all these different, you know how they got like the CONCACAF, which is like North American Caribbean teams that play to qualify for the World Cup. And then they have UEFA, which is like the European teams that play to qualify for the World Cup. All these different ones have like Nations League um, tournaments that kind of are played throughout the last, I think it was like year or so that kind of add up to all these different qualifiers. And then they play like a, a final at the end or there's a semifinal and final. So it's, it's not like where like you play for like a month at a time and you start you know, at like 32 and then you get to one, it's kind of like played over like an extended period of time. And then eventually, Oh, here's a semifinal and final. And that's what happened right now. <laughs> Either way, the point is that results in a trophy and uh, we need to win this. And we're up two nils as of the last point. There's I saw like so. random trophies though. I know. <laughs> True, like but hey, that should matter is your league trophy and champions league trophy. Anything else is kind of like, nah. 
I, I agree. Well, like this isn't winning a World Cup or even, uh, you know, like Copa America. It's still cool. I mean, hey, I'd rather win the trophy than not if there's going to be a trophy in the line. Yeah, that's fair. But that's like the NIT argument. It's like, yeah, I'd rather win the NIT than not. But it's however, it's it, but that that's like all bad. That's like all teams that didn't make the tournament. At least that these are the same teams that would be like playing the World Cup. That's true. Uh, although Mexico looks like an NIT team, they're they're trash. Uh, but jumping into the auction now here, uh, PWCC Weekly 74. We got a lot of different things, uh, or all of us are able to look at a lot of different things are closing tonight. There's some monsters out there. There's like this $15,000 Mbappe rookie, which is a select unlimited potential gold out of 10, which is a, a black label BGS 10. There's a lot of different exquisite cards ending tonight that Nate wrote about in one of our newsletters. There's some National Treasures cards ending tonight that we're going to look at too. They've got some uh, some notes and history lessons to to educate and discuss with you all on um, for the differences between exquisite and national treasures. But uh, there, there's, there's really a lot of fun stuff. I already got eight, 185 things favorite just to look at tonight. We'll see if we end up walking away with anything, but uh, SCP, i excited to have you here and looking forward to the stream as well. So let's just start off by just talking about some of the exquisite versus national treasure stuff. And then we'll jump into the cards ending in tonight's auction specifically. Uh, but we see there in the front is exquisite. That is the noble nameplates. Of Kobe Bryant, actually taken from a game used nameplate of him. Very, very cool and legendary set from 2007 Exquisite. Uh, but here's the two sets. You know, on the left, you've got 2003 Exquisite with a LeBron. That's the number pieces, a very important subset. And then on the right, you've got the National Treasures Giannis Ricky Patch autograph. And I would say, Nate, you, you know, add in your thoughts here, but I'd say these are the two most popular basketball brands from each company, you know, Upper Deck and Panini, in, or ho- popular high end brands over the last, you know, 20 years. I would agree. Safe assumption. Okay, so two very popular high-end uh, brands, and we'll see how they progressed as time went on from creation until end date, which obviously National Treasure is still running, so we don't have an end date yet for that. But here is a sealed case. This is a sealed case of 2003 Exquisite Basketball. This sold like a few nights ago for 336 grand. Sealed case, three boxes. That's over 100K a box average. Not like a 12 box Three box case, three box case indeed. Three hundred thirty-six k for two thousand. I, okay. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. We shred it, man. We rip, we rip it. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, what is what is even the point? Because you're obviously <laughs> not going to rip it. it. I mean, it's it's a collectible. Some people. I don't specifically collect seal wax. Nate doesn't. We know because he just rip it too fast. Um, but like, I I mean, people just some people just stash sealed wax, and they, they know they're not going to open it, but they just want to gain value as time goes on. You know. I just I like the the point the point of sealed wax is like the idea that you could get something bigger than the cost of the box in there. Well, well, I no that that's the point of gambling and ripping wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just I fail I fail to figure out how just a sealed box of a product can have any value. It's the stuff inside the box that has value, and at three hundred thirty six thousand dollars, like. I mean, you have to be. I mean, what is a BGS? What is a BGS eight? LeBron, uh, exquisite. Yeah, they're probably like 250, 300 grand. You can probably buy the LeBron for the same price as the case. And we all know the odds of hitting the LeBron is not, you know, one per case. Um, but yeah, obviously, get other cards. But here, the, the, the point of it is, is that people buy these things for like the rookie class, they buy it for what potentially could be inside of it. They're definitely not buying it for what is inside of it. But what does make it a little silly, you know, um, too is 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 that fact um 
And uh, Will says at that price, I just go after some awesome singles to each of their own. I mean, literally, you can take 336K and buy like a super high graded, co- like rookie copy of Hank Aaron or, you know, Jackie or any of these other people. Um, you can buy a lot of the nicest cards ending tonight. <laughs> you could buy a lot of the nicest cards ending tonight. That is true. Um, and looking at some of the cards, so on the left there is the 2003 Exquisite Rookie Patch Auto. That one's numbered out of 15. Um, that's the jersey parallel of Carmelo. That sold for 10K on PWCC Premier uh, last month. And then on the right, you've got the 2009 Exquisite. That is the Michael Jordan Game Use jersey. I think those are numbered out of, like, that one's numbered out of 50. Um, but that is the latest year that Exquisite was produced with NBA rights. So they didn't make Exquisite sets after that. Um, but that is the most recent year where they still had the license, which is like the last year as well of tops basketball products too. So all that kind of came to an end at the same time, as we know, Panini ended up taking over and did produce um, a couple of interesting sets before they really had their full like releases of 2010 or 2012 products start most expensive exquisite card of all time that sold. Obviously these prices are going to be different today. I think it's sold in 2021, but it was the, you know, number 23 BGS nine of LeBron, which is like the jersey number one BGS nine sold here um, through the vault actually like vault marketplace for 5.2 million. Um, that is the most expensive exquisite card. And then you've got some really nice subsets and exquisite uh, logo men were added. Triple logo men were added in 2004. This is the 2006 one here. Jordan, LeBron and Kobe, one of one. Um, and then one uh, subset I did not include, but was is extremely popular is this one here. The one on the left, the number of pieces that you see of LeBron. And then there's also a very popular one called Emblems of Endorsements. But then the most popular one, or at least the most noteworthy name-wise one, is Limited Logos for sure. In my opinion, if you're like a really big 2000s basketball collector and you think that there's something else more popular than Limited Logos, definitely add your comments because I don't collect, you know, 2003 basketball cards. But, um, you know, just from like uh, discussion base and discourse and all that different stuff, Limited Logos seems to be the most popular one for sure. Um, and it's got some nasty cards in here. You know, you got Jordan, LeBron, and Magic Johnson over there. Uh, Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe always sell for the most, but then you've got like Magic Johnson sells for a lot. I'm sure some of the Kevin Garnett sell for a lot of different things like that. Very Other hard. legends. And then they even kept the limited logo set going. And this is in the 2008 here. This is Kobe. This is a really nice one. I, I, I know not everyone's a huge fan of horizontal cards, but I think this card's spectacular with all the foil on there. It's super awesome. And also, I gotta say, a lot of Panini designs are taken from sets like this. If you go look up 2012 Premium Patch Autograph of Immaculate, it looks just like that. What? What, what confuses me is why they did it in a way that has everything going this way, except for his name, his team, and then the auto. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, I like the name of the team and stuff. But you want to see what I'm talking about really quick here? A lot of Panini stuff. Look at this. That's Immaculate Premium Patch Auto. That's Exquisite Limited Logos. <laughs> look at where the Nate, look at what thing is actually written, like, you know, right side up and on what side. It's the same exact way. The Panini, how it's yeah. like, it's just like the Kobe name. <laughs> it's crazy. Complete, um, complete steal. Yes. I mean, there's like a lot of that. And to be fair, like, you know, a lot of new cards to this how many, day. You know? How many designs can you have for a piece of cardboard anyways? Yeah. You, you see like scope parallels. Well, start with like the PMG championship, you know, uh, ones from Metal Universe and such like that. But then even limited logos spilt into other brands, which is where I think like Exquisites, you know, stamp is still around today. You've got the cup hockey, which is still made by Upper Deck. You got limited logos McDavid that sells for a ton of money. I think it's like a you know, you at one point it's like a 50 grand card. On the right, you actually have Caprizov. This is a limited logos from this year's set. 
and that is modeled off to the same design as the 2003 uh, exquisite um, basketball set. So you still kind of see, what up, what up, what up? What's up, buddy? <laughs> that is Sam Dongs in the flesh. In the flesh, still alive. How are Same you, man? Day. You chilling? Yeah, just got here. Can we get a what up, what up, what up for the what people? Up, what up, what up. <laughs> I love it. Damn. Man, for anyone who's been around us, Slapstock's listening for a long time. That is, I think that's Sam Dunks' first appearance in a couple years now. I was like, oh, I was like, Nate, what are you looking at? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, there he I'm is. Sliding, sliding the screen, get, get his head in here. <laughs> Hope he uh, is uh, doing well right now. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Is he gone? He is gone. Okay, he's gone. <laughs> um, but here's the hockey Kirill Kaprizov uh, with the Wild logo that bounds after 2003. Really nice card, actually. It's got like an acetate finish on it. Kind of want to get that at some point. But then uh, Exquisite actually kept them being made into um, the 2010 plus years. As in 2011, they brought it back, um, but there was no NBA licenses. However, you do get a pretty nasty card like this. Um, it's a Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Dr. J uh, quad autograph there, all on card called endorsements, and then a sealed case of that. Nate most recently sold for eight thousand four hundred for a three box case um, from two thousand eleven exquisite. Of course, nothing you know here is actually uh, NBA logos, but you did have rookie autographs of like Kawhi Leonard and uh, Clay Thompson and a couple of those other two thousand eleven rookies. Um, mm -hmm. So those are really their only like two thousand eleven cards. There's a couple of those cards selling tonight. Yeah, there is actually. I was going to point that out. So we'll we'll look at that later. Um, but that is the last year there of Exquisite. And Mark says, miss you, Dunks. Mark misses Sam Dunks. Um, all right. Moving on to National Treasure. So NT started in 2006, but it wasn't under Panini. It was under Playoff. Playoff was acquired by Panini. Um, you know, Panini acquired Playoff and its brands, which was like contenders and National Treasures were the most that's notable ones. That's what it started out as. That's an yeah, this is what National Treasure started out as. A lot of different color um, and really intricate designs. It's nothing like NT is today, which I will comment on as we go throughout this. So, yeah, 2006 NT here, football. Super sick Hall of Fame timeline card, honestly. I love this card, Nate. I don't know if, if you like it, but I think it's, it's, it's awesome. It's very busy. It, it is busy, but, like, I like the I, I don't like, like the coloring. The autograph patch window or autograph window. The, the sticker window, it's like, yeah, yeah it's like metallic. It's, it's kind of – it's definitely different. Um, but I, I should say I'm not, not even this specific card. I like the older NT cards. They were a little bit more thought out. I felt now, you know, you talk about Nate, the 2021s, it's like white blocks and red blocks and lines. <laughs> you know, it's, you just threw a bunch of sure. geometry sure. on it really is what it is. Um, this is, you know, pretty much the most popular national treasures card that there is. It's the 2009 Steph Curry RPA, uh, which, is not a Panini card, you know, as a playoff card. So Panini did not own the the manufacturing for that at the time. And then the first year that you actually see Panini on a card, which is going to be in the top right corner between National Treasures, it used to say playoff, um, which you can kind of see in the bottom right corner of the Curry. Then it switched to Panini. This was the most expensive um, Anthony Davis card of all time. <laughs> Remember when a million dollars was spent on Anthony Davis card? Uh, that is the logo man there. And that's up for $1.02 million in February 1st, 2021. And then you've got the most expensive uh, National Treasures card was this Raw Luca Logo Man at $4.6 million. And that resold as a BGS9 uh, on the premier auction for $3.2 like, million or something like that. Now, the thing where National Treasures fall flat, in my mind, compared to Exquisite, like mostly, is the subsets. Like the subsets for Exquisite are legendary where like 
Nate, how many times do you hear people like ripping national treasures and just like, where's the Ricky Patriotto? Where's the Ricky Patriotto? Like, that's all people are looking for. You know, like this LeBron is a game gear. It's a super cool card. He doesn't have Panini autographs. So that card, of course, sells for a lot of money. You've got the colossal insert set down there of Stephen Curry and the colossal Patriots sell for some money, but like no one really cares about colossal. Pat- when you rip and you get colossal Patriotto, you just wish you got the real Ricky Patriotto is what people want, you know? And we we're talking about the Booker with that um the other day but if you go back to exquisite you've got limited logos like you i'm sure people would be fired up if they hit a nasty limited logos back in the day or the the number pieces like people are just excited about hitting those types of cards because they're beautiful insert sets and subsets that people care about um i think that panini really falls flat with that um national treasure specifically and then you look at recent years and i think that the perception of national treasures has went down a lot um, in the last three years on the left, you've got, you know, the, the duplicate, you know, Ricky Patrograffs that they have made millions of parallels for now. It feels, I know it's not millions, but like I've 75 out of 49 bronze, all this different random stuff for NBA. When exquisite was very, uh, you know, conscious about how many parallels there are. It was like two, I think. And then a logo man in later years, I believe. Um, and then on the right, you've got like NT was a hat logo man of, Anthony Edwards, number five, that was like selling for 20 grand. Like, Nate, you can never convince, convince me to even spend like $1,000 on that card. I literally wouldn't even spend $500 of my own money on that card. If it did, let's say, you know, I couldn't auction, it would go for like 10K plus, right? Mm-hmm. But like, there's no way I'd spend any amount of money on that card. And I think that's where NT is failing now is that it's it's diluting itself a lot. It's made of, Panini's really shifted into like, a, you got to get the RPA or bus type of thing because they're selling for so much money. So that's where they're like putting all their, you know, money into and marketing and whatever, or just even, you know, what, how they're building the sets. And uh, I, I'm not a huge fan. And I think that flawless, you know, the way, the way they're building flawless feels like the way that exquisite was handled its entire lifespan of the product. So I think that like, you know, people are talking a lot about flawless now with NBA, you've got the triple logo man hunts and stuff. Like it feels like that is now what exquisite would be likened to as we see, NT kind of decrease in perception, even though I would say it's the most notable high end set still. You feel the same way about some of that stuff? Uh, you've definitely put a lot more thought into it than me. Can confirm that. Um, I do think it's still the most sought after high end set, and I do agree that it's it does feel a little bit. I guess I would use cheesier. It feels kind of like a cheesier product nowadays. Yeah, I would. I get what well, you're I, saying. I'm there. also not ripping it, so <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not spending any money, any amount of money, in ripping it uh, as well. But um, I, yeah, I, I just, I just think that they've really beaten down their own value on it. And if anyone in the comments, you know, wants to throw in a comment and let, let us know your thoughts on how National Treasure is being produced today versus you know how Exquisite was produced with that lifespan of that product, or how Flawless is being produced today. And I think the Flawless this year, you know, obviously there's the whole hype of the release people are ripping it oh big logo man here big logo man there triple logo man this that i think that like while the break hype was there and people pulling the cards was exciting you lose a lot of the value for the pride by releasing it like what was that that was like nearly two years late yeah that came at the end of their second season yeah. like you lose a lot of the actual value of the product releasing it so late because anyone that wants to actually buy the rookie pouch autographs of a guy who they might think can have a good second year can have a good third year it's like at that point they're either already too expensive and you know your your big fine now is is everyone knows or like you know it, it, there's just I don't know I just feel like that the, that that beats its own value down too. Hey, speaking of 
year late, two years late. Uh, did you see the big trade today? Big trade. Come in. Bradley Beal traded to the Suns. Oh, yeah. Thoughts? Uh, well, for starters, they only got pick swaps. They got Chris Paul, who doesn't have much value. Well, they're going to dump him. Landry Shamit, who doesn't have much value. Second round picks and then pick swaps for first in like 2024 and 2026, which, that, I mean, it's the Wizards, like, and it's the Suns. Pick swaps between those two teams in the next couple of years isn't isn't going to do anything. It, they they traded, if they had traded him two years ago, before they signed him to a massive contract extension when he was, when he was having a spectacular year, they would have gotten a haul. Yeah, two years late and four four years and two hundred million dollars owed, and oh, yeah. and a no trade clause, so he could either stay there or demand a trade to somewhere else, which he pretty much did. It's like, uh, so in my mind, hindsight, yeah, they blew it by not trading earlier. They haven't accomplished anything in the last two years, and he's just been hurt since, really. Yep. But for where they're at right now. I don't know exactly how the finances work, but if they take the contract off the books and like shift CP3 some way that they're, it says that they're going to, they, they're sure setting up their. Pretty sure it's only a partially guaranteed contract. So I don't know how it works with the trade, but it before it was, it was only partially guaranteed. So they, the Suns would have only only 15 million if they released him. Okay. So I was going to say the, the only thing that makes sense to me is that they're setting up their future better than it was yesterday by probably trading him away. But it still is like too little too late where it's like this, you know, it still isn't fun to look at probably knowing that you're the Wizards fan or the Wizards front office, you know, all that stuff. Yep. And Corolla says that is a mini trade, not a big trade. I mean, I, 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 to a, to an extent, he does have a, he does have a point. Chris Paul and Bradley Beal are not the exact names they were two years ago, but considering the salary and the ramifications, I would still consider it. And I would say this is like, Suns are like going all in on this type of like four man lineup with zero depth. And it's like, this is either going to maybe work out or blow up in their face extremely badly. And I think it's going to blow up in their face extremely badly. Um, I don't see how they're going to contend with teams that have depth and that are younger than I mean, them. But that's just me. Bill has been trending the wrong. He's only 29, but he's been trending the wrong direction. He's been injured and he doesn't play any defense. Yeah. So like, how much how much scoring can you you know have before it's like you know they're gonna give up 170 as Nick Nack said exactly like you see teams that have good depth and good defense they play they do well in the playoffs you know that's what it comes down to is having good depth and good defense a lot of times and obviously having the star players to carry you um but it doesn't seem like that's gonna be the case all right hop into these exquisite cards here so we got Michael Jordan this is the 2003 um patch autograph they did have horizontal ones number of 100 there's called exquisite patches um, there is a rookie of LeBron as well in this like this horizontal set, and then you've got the noble uh, nameplates as I pointed out about Kobe early. Excuse me earlier that Kobe's at like 10k plus post buyers premium. There is a limited logos from Larry Bird in 2003 um, that is selling sites at 4100 right now, and then here's a 2004 exquisite uh, Kevin Garnett. I mentioned his name earlier. That's a pretty cool one. So you can see the shift in design from 2003 to 2004. Um, this is the 03. It's got more of a square patch window. This one goes into more like that star that we saw, and uh, with the um, with the Kobe, but that Kobe is horizontal. And then you've got some logo men, of course. This one's crazy. Steve, uh, Tracy McGrady, who I feel like was one of your favorite players back in the day. Every time he I was, played, like he, he was my favorite player. I had a jersey. He was your favorite player. Yep. 
Um, yeah, I feel like whenever you played like NBA Live or 2K, whatever you had on your PlayStation, whatever you always play is T-Mac. I was always, depending on how old the game was, I was either always the Magic or always the Rockets. Yeah, exactly. You got Steve Novak there. Um, and then here's what Nate pointed out earlier. Shout, there out, is some... shout out Marquette. Marquette? Oh, Steve Novak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was like, Kawhi? Um, you got Kawhi here. This is the uh, rookie signatures number out of 25 PSA 10, which is a pop two. Seems like a car that's very difficult to get graded. Um, but these were released in 2011, which is notable because, you know, Panini released all of his rookie cards in 2012 because of the NBA lockout for like half a season. They didn't like make cards that year. They had like some like redemption XRC things, but they didn't actually have like rookie card releases um, where like you could pack pull a Kawhi in 2011. It was like these like XRC redemptions, basically. Yeah, the exquisite half packs because then you still couldn't. Pack full, uh, you got the box pack, you know, uh, probably, but uh, yeah, so this one was released in 2011, though, of Kawhi. It's in his uh, Aztecs jersey, which is New Mexico State, right? Wait, no, no, San Diego State, right? Yes, I don't know why it's in New Mexico State, um, yeah, San San Diego State, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right, yeah, 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 yeah. They just did damage in the yeah, in the tournament, they made they made it to the final. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was that was a that was a dumb comment. But uh, at least I corrected myself. That one's going tonight at twenty four hundred. So those are pretty sought after, actually. You know, I mean, you know that what does that sell for? Maybe the price of like a oops. Actually, I might as well look it up right now. If I'm right here. I was gonna say some type of uh, Kawhi Prism card that's in that range, like twenty five hundred or above, would be. You know, the silver PSA 10 is like 33.6. So you kind of are making a decision there between exquisite Ricky Auto, not in NBA gear from 2011, or in, you know, the 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 Prism Silver, which 2012, they call, you know, everyone calls them rookies. I do too, because they combine the rookie classes. But um, I guess it just depends on how much you want to nitpick. There's also a uh, Jason Kidd and Marcus Williams. So I do not know who that is. I was going to say, I know who Marvin Williams is, but Marcus Williams, no clue. I think Marvin Williams spent like a year or two in the Bucks, like, in like that. Kind of twenty. I remember million. a lot of random bucks, but I don't remember uh, Marvin Williams. But <laughs> Will's uh, Will's throwing in some funny comments on there. Um, and then you got Larry Bird number pieces from two thousand four, which I love that set. I love the gold that goes behind those cards. Here, oh, there's also a Clay Thompson. Actually, this is perfect timing. I know you kind of wrote about this for the reason. There's a lot of exquisite cards, but here's a Clay Thompson from twenty eleven. Um, and then you've got this Matthew Stafford, which Nick does that say? Like, what does that stay? The Stafford effect? Okay, so I thought yes. No, the something effect. That's not Stafford. I, it might be if uh, you think about it. He could be trying to make a D at the end of that. No, because that's like two Ts. No, that's no, that's two Fs. Two Fs. Yeah, yeah. Stafford I think it is effect. the Stafford effect. That's like a weird thing to inscribe. Kind of cocky. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like that's a weird thing to inscribe unless like you people want a championship or a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. Well, here you are, 2009 exquisite uh, Matthew Stafford football. Hey, in case you're wondering, Marcus Williams had a four-year career spanning the ages of 21 to 24 in the NBA. And he averaged 5.6 points, 2.8 assists, 1.8 rebounds. So and you're literally buying NBA by age 25. You're literally buying that for Jason Kidd only. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe Marino, John Elway, Dan Marino, triple patch. That's a really cool card out of 15. Another Stafford Auto, Gary Payton. Um, Patch really like Reggie Wayne because it's like cheap for a... oh he... that is true. Anyone that's after exquisite and like a really good player, you know, I loved Reggie Wayne. I am on like three fantasy teams in a row when I was in middle school. I think 
was a big Reggie Wayne guy. Um, yeah, right. Re- was that number about 10? Sorry, yeah. I'm looking up Reggie Wayne. I'm, yeah, 10. I mean, a Ross sold for like 118, but even at that point, I, I just, even that price, I'm like, that's crazy that you can buy Reggie Wayne patch autograph at 10 for that. You, I could go find you a lot of wide receiver examples of random dudes now that sell for way more than that for way worse cards. Reggie Wayne has 1,400 yards. A thousand receptions. Wait, fourteen hundred yards. Fourteen hundred, or a fourteen thousand three hundred forty-five yards. A thousand and seventy receptions, eighty-two touchdowns. Not in the Hall of Fame. Does he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I would have thought he would be in it already. Same. He was. He retired in twenty fourteen. It's almost been ten years. There's a uh, Tristan Thompson exquisite rookie auto in here as well from his Texas days. Wait, did Aaron say Joe Marino and Dan Elway? No, I didn't. I don't know. Real music. The same. Uh, you you let me get away with that. I'm speaking a lot of gibberish at this point. Yeah. Joe Montana, John Elway, and Dan Marino. <laughs> oh, d- well, here's the deal. I might have said, like, actually, no, I'm not even going to try to argue it. I probably said something completely wrong. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> might need to go back and look that one up after the stream ends. <laughs> Oof, that's a tough scene. Uh, what's more tough is that I didn't even catch it. That is tough. But you're looking up Reggie Wayne's stats. So we'll let you get away with it. It was. Uh, so there's the exquisite offerings in tonight's auction that I favorited because I thought that they were pretty cool. And then here is some National Treasures ones. So you look at those prices there. You look at those prices. And, like, you know, you're getting, like, a Kobe nameplate game use patch autograph for, like, 10000 some dollars right now after buyer's premium. Or you could get one of the multiple Trevor Lawrence parallel patch autographs with a, you know, uh, Walmart Dick Sporting Goods patch on there from an 88 jersey. That's already like four grand more than that. That's just crazy to me, bro. It's insane. It's, insane. it's crazy. I mean, I get I get Trevor Lawrence and like being really good and all that. I understand that like just historically. Is he you even know, really good? Oh boy, Nate's question. Nate, Nate's gonna ruffle some people's feathers here. I'm just, I'm okay. I know he. I, okay, rookie year, terrible coach. Oh wash. Last year, really kind of like his rookie season because of said terrible coach's first year. So I get it. I'm just saying, people are spending absurd amounts of money for a dude who threw five interceptions in a playoff game. They won by one. If they had lost by one, Trevor Lawrence is the most hated man in the NFL right now. Or if they just didn't even make a comeback at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's funny. Yeah, I was just – I'm just pointing out the fact that at least, you know, people buy him as if he's really good. I don't – I'm not disagreeing that he's not good. I just, you know, really good is like reserved for guys that actually deserve to be called really good. So you're saying like Joe Burrow is really good? Yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, We've also got Russell Wilson, National Treasures Patch Drive, who used to be – what do you call say he used to be really good? Yep. Okay. And I think it could be again. Let's see what happens with Sean Payton. Yeah. You got a, a fun one here, though, with like part of the Seahawks patch. And then you got NT patch from Mahomes out of 99. Tua, BGS 8 at 5 grand. But this does just go to show, you know, how really expensive these NT cards are. You actually have two bookers ending in the same night, um, which I'd say, you know, I don't know if this is the same seller or not, but that's tough timing. What's up you with know. all of the booker patches I see kind of having like that similar patch design? Well, you know that their main logo that took up like half the jersey. Do you see that? It was just like this massive like oh. lines. It's part of like the Suns logo where like these like yeah. rays come off of it. Yeah. 
and the white is the rays. So they've probably had most of the patches for that. Um, although, yeah, it, lo- it looks really odd if you just don't think about where it comes from. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there's two bookers. I tonight, PSA eight and BGS eight. They're the same numbers right now. 3,800. And then you have this dual patch of Wilson and Mahomes there. Um, one of one from national treasures. Of course, here's the clutch factor from 2018 sells for like, you know, like, was that like 10%? No, wait. So excuse me, like 1% of what the NTRPA is of not 1%. It's probably it's only like 5% um, of the NTRPA of 99. Then you've got one of those Jalen Greens of 25 here, I guess. Pink, the purples are out of 75. I don't know, man. There's the 75th uh, is out of 75. Yeah, but I don't think those oh, things like anniversary. Purple, I believe, is out of 49. Oh, wh- what does the out of 75 look like then? It's red as well, but it's oh. just 70. Oh, my. Yeah. So you're telling me they got three different shades of red, reddish? Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's what we're saying. <laughs> though, though that might be that it might not be the red might just be team color, right? It might be the foil around it. Yeah, it could be. You're right. Um, and then you've got one of the you know most legendary wide receivers ever, which Nate, I know Nate hates this patch window with a passion. So stupid. You could have made he it bigger it. and put the entire NFL shield in there. So I bet they don't even have the entire NFL shield back there. They probably cut out like a tiny portion. Use the little tiny portions in other patches. Yes. Um, in I I here. Uh, what do you think? Now you look at this design from 2010 National Treasures. What do you think? Do you like it or do you not? I think the fact that he is like a tiny, like they took a big image of him and shrunk him down, shrunk him down on on uh, on premiere or or whatever it's called for photoshop and planted him there it looks a little goofy i'd have preferred they get rid of the rest of the stuff and just made one big one of him up there like on um, the back i uh i get what you're saying this set's very nostalgic for me i was was collecting football cards like right around this time uh you know in, in middle school in the high school and i i do like it um but... i have a ton of larry fitzgerald cards I should middle school, high school, Minnesota, Larry Fitzgerald didn't play for the Vikings. Yeah. I I played multiple basketball games at the, uh, where he played high school basketball at his, his Jersey is hanging up there. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I did have a couple, but, uh, no more. That's for sure. Uh, then you've got, you know, your lower tier Ricky Patriotos like Davion Mitchell here. This one's number nine 99, which most people, you know, go after. Then you've got the FOTL parallels out of eight, which like the color on that one. That one's like what's purple. It's purple. What, what's up with all the purple this year, man? Yeah, uh, makes no sense. Malcolm Brogdon on 10. You got Bill Russell there, which is actually on like a many. F- I, I never I liked those. I never liked these cards, man. They used to stick these things like rookies and stars. I thought they looked so cheap. Like this, this people were probably like, let's make this cool idea where it's got a team logo on it. But it's like, then they sign in cloth and it's oh, like, this just looks. We dumb. have really digressed in this. And, and, National Treasury's talking to just ripping on it. Let's get a positive one in here. Well, the, these were P, this was pre Panini designs too. Now I will say I do like I do like this. Panini made some good decisions and went and brought back some of the old 2010 2011 National Treasures designs and put them on the basketball cards. This was a 2011 National Treasures design with Cam Newton, which we we'll actually see here very soon. And this was a Onyeka Okongwu out of 2020 NT. Because right here, you've got the 2011, which honestly, this seems unbelievably cheap to me. Unbelievably cheap. Like Cam Newton won an MVP, made a Super Bowl, lost, obviously. Yep. Had a, a lot of stats in a short amount of time in his career. Was like an all-time quarterback in college for a single season. 
It's 170 bucks. I mean, what does this tell you, Nate, about spending 5K on Davis Mills? I mean, if they don't, not only not only are you risking 5K on Davis Mills, but any of the quarterbacks you're investing in, you know, if Josh Allen doesn't win a Super Bowl, just wins an MVP and doesn't win a Super Bowl, you know, even if he has an a, a, a extended career longer than Cam Newton, obviously, because Cam was done relatively quick as a starter, uh, whew, a bloodbath. But we see that, you know, we see that all the time. People are willing to take these risks and we see them lose all the time on stuff like this. And that's why selling timing matters so much because you could have bought Cam Newton earlier in his career and sold it later in his career and probably made decent coin, you know, like, but holding the entire career on some of these guys, like very small percent of it actually works out. So I went and looked to see what the most expensive sale of the, this card is. Number out 25. It was a BGS 9.5 that did 2.4K in 2016. The card market Whoa. was tiny in 2016. 170 bucks, man. And Nick Nack says one of his best cards. Hard to mentally put that money towards a guy who will be Hall, a very good type of guy. And it makes sense. I mean, this no matter what, it's still $250 or whatever to someone. You know, at this point, if, if they're not playing, you know, the future value is not and there. Yet in the baseball market, obviously, potential reigns supreme. But in the baseball market, people spend, you know, $170 on base autos of guys that are never going to make the majors. Like, the baseball market has gotten to a point. A lot of people, like, have hit the point where they think not a single person is ever going to become a Hall of Famer. And no minor leaguer is ever going to make the majors. Like so many people, every single comment section, oh, he hasn't even played in the majors. Oh, he's never even going to make the majors. Oh, he's never going to even miss, get out of double A. Oh, and it's like, okay, pump the brakes. Some of these guys are going to hit the Hall of Fame. Some of these guys are going to make, a lot of them are going to make the majors, but some of them aren't. And they're still spending oodles and oodles of money on these guys. I agree. That was a pretty intense last 15 minutes there. We were, we were going in on some things. I, uh, I, uh, it has been one of my bigger frustrations. The last one was has been one of my bigger frustrations seeing the comments on Instagram of everyone being like, in, in a, an 18-year-old in single A that's hitting decently, not even going to make the majors. I'm like, stop. Well, now Ellie De La Cruz is going to be out of the MLB in like a year if you, if you saw it. Oh, recently. yeah. You know, because he's he, through his first 70 at-bats, he's only hitting – a buck 50 so he's a bum yeah exactly um who's not a bum is novak djokovic who now has the most grand slam wins of all time i believe he did after that french open when he knows more than uh, nadal which is good cooking for him considering nadal's you know hurt later in his career quite a bit but um here we've got his ace authentic autograph there psa 9 at 1900 honestly like doesn't seem that crazy for one of the greatest of all time and they don't make that many autographs of him. And he doesn't isn't in that new Topps Chrome set. Real real quick here, just so we get actual Ellie De La Cruz stats in here. He's hitting 273 in what would probably be uh like uh 40 something at bats. So you you were a little over over the, the top drastic there. Yeah. I figured I should make sure we actually look up the actual. <laughs> Understandable. Hey, I don't see this one very often, but this is a cool photo variation of Otani there. Very cool image. I don't think I've ever seen that. Like one of the very, you know, for people who hate on horizontal cards, like I think you could point to this one and say, this is better than a vertical card. It's really cool. It is pretty cool. 
But yeah, there's there's a lot of Ellie's Ellie tonight. There's also Eloy Jimenez Super Fractor, one of one first Bowman from 2014. Like that used to be a monster card. It's been a, Nate, like it's been a real rough. Oh, wow. I was gonna say, how much has the Bobby Whip market fallen? Do you still believe in him? So here's the problem with Bobby Witt. Before the draft, there was a lot of concerns about his hit tool. Not everything else, not the speed, not the power, not the defense, the hit tool. And um, and then he goes number two and signs a huge, massive contract. And then he performed better instantaneously than I, way better than I thought he would in the minors. And then he had an excellent spring training and prices just shot up like crazy. Mm-hmm. And now they've just been trending back down because he's been a disappointment. But, you know, was that just a super, super hot year and a half? Is the hits tool still a concern? I'm, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but nothing I have seen from him, at least statistically, and I've watched a few games, um, has screamed. I am super, super excited, or think it's a great buy low opportunity. I think this is one of going to be one of those like one day it will click, and he'll be good. But we don't know when. But we don't know when. <laughs> Um, also one of your, one of your boys, uh, Josiah Gray and TRPA here. Josiah Gray. Hey, pretty good this year. Josiah Gray. He's doing well. Yeah. Nationals. Good to hear. How about, uh, well, did you see the Kesson here, a Sapphire? I did. I did. The purple. Yeah. It probably just ended. Yeah. I, uh, I was spending a little bit too much time, time on NT and, uh, there's, I think a few things that I probably missed on here. I'm going to be a little sad about, but we will have to find out here after a refresh. Um, there's a Jonathan Taylor I really wanted here. It's trying to load. It's not reloaded yet. <laughs> Carlos says, here's the problem with Bobby Witt. He is on the Royals. That's true. He's not wrong. I mean, the Royals, man, what a... Every once in a while you see a team that absolutely just botches their rebuild, like, really badly. The Royals a couple of years ago drafted a ton of pitchers ton of college pitchers with their first like five picks brady singer like, brady singer uh, jackson kowar uh uh chris bubik um there's a couple other ones in there that i'm sure i'm forgetting and they've all been they've been disappointments yeah i want this jt uh stars and stripes badly i like that one then they got the cast in black rookie. Are, are we? Did he get pulled back up at one point? No. So he's not on the forty man roster. So I'm sure they're being very careful with when they want to call him up because that means that they have to because cut someone else. If they if they end up having to cut him and he's doing pretty well in AAA, somebody might actually claim him this time. Oh. Um, because he's not attached to a two point five million dollar salary. I see. Or, or maybe wouldn't be. Well, no, he still is. I guess he still is because we have to pay him because nobody claimed him. I'm not 100% sure how that works, honestly. <laughs> but I do think that there is potential that somebody would claim him this time if he went on waivers. And so I'm sure they don't want to call him up and expose him to waivers if it doesn't work out. So, well in AAA. But does that mean that we are never going to call him up or are waiting for a better time? I I mean, I don't. I, again, this is just this is just uh hearsay on my part I you see know. this i did see that <laughs> too bad he's he, always injured see he ever healthy again 
He, well, he was doing well this year and then got injured again. No way. Yeah. I don't know what the injury is, um, but, yeah, he, he went down with the injury a couple weeks ago. I mean, honestly, he could be back already for all I know. But, <laughs> but I mean, dude, it's a super factor rookie. It's like $200. There's a really cool Miguel Cabrera ending here. I kind of want it. Get Kes- it graded. Keston Hira, real quick. Yep. 32 games, AAA, 1,074 OPS, hitting 331. <laughs> That'll play. So, um, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those one of those things that plays in AAA, but uh, and he's injured which I guess I should have mentioned right away, but would have made sense for you to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> injured right now. Uh, Coming back from injury. So I know that Jalen Suggs like hasn't been good, but I really want this one of one. It's a one of one rookie. I like the stainless ones too. I know they're not for everyone. And I also but played against him when he's in eighth grade. So one of the things about Jalen Suggs, is, you know, they have so many, the Magic just have way too many young, young uh, mouse to feed, and you can't That's, feed everyone. That is fair. Hey, is Luis Robert done forever now? What? Oh, he's really good this year. Well, then why am I not buying this rookie auto from Heritage for fifty five dollars? Um, because while he's really good, he still plays for the White Sox. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, eight thirty, eight thirty five OPS in sixty nine games. I don't know. That's pretty cheap. 2.7 baseball reference wins above replacement. Um, But, again, it's the White Sox. They're bad. Yeah, they are bad. They're probably not going anywhere anytime soon. Probably going to trade everyone away. Now, what you could hope for is a Lubob trade. I'm not going to lie. This timer is throwing me off. It's kind of all over the place, and I have no idea what's happening. That's okay. I'm trying to look up at the top at my time on my actual screen, like what time it is. Not sure if anyone else is experiencing that too right now. Is Noel Marte still a decent name prospect? Like, I know he's like decent name, but it, when's he going to get called up to the I mean, Reds? I mean, he was just the center, the focal point of a trade for, for the Kist- pitcher on the uh, Castillo on the uh, trade market last year. Luis Castillo. Yeah. Um. As for when he gets called to the Reds, you know they just called up, they just called up Matt McL- Matt McLean, um, shortstop, Ellie De La Cruz, shortstop, right? Uh, they've got um, Christian Encarnacion, Strand, and uh, and Steer that they are called up or are going to call up. Um, so they have a lot of their positions filled. Uh, so it's, it's like, mm, and he's in double a, so it, it, would, it would have to take like some big injuries, I think for him to get called up anytime soon. Hmm. Buy that Sal Freelick while he's coming back from injury. You think? Maybe. I think I wouldn't mind it. Tell me, uh, tell me a number. Well, I don't have any comps for you off the top of my head. <laughs> also, uh, are you are you looking up a comp, or do you want me to look up a comp? No, you can look if you want. Look up a comp. I'm I'm looking up some different stuff right now. 
Brianna Stewart Gold Auto has an ending tonight, which is a pretty nice card. I think that's from the first WWE. Uh, so again, w, uh, WNBA. The W thing throws me off with WWE Prism. Um, Gold Auto, absolute stud. Is that a blue wave or a blue? I think it's a true blue. Um, blue BGS 95, 300 bucks. Really? Yeah. Fixed price, though. So take What's that, the number, my guy? Take that with a grain of salt. Blue Wave, back on May 10th, 150, PSA 9. And this is a PSA 9 True Blue, 145. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd go like, I don't know, 170 and see if you can snag it. I guess with 20% buyer's premium, we're already almost there. But I don't know. I'd, I'd just go up a little bit and see if we can snag it. Yeah. All right. I'll let it rip. What's up? Uh, what's up, Hank? Listening. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and as as we're listening to Hank or waiting for Hank, um, Crollo says, uh, Nate, I think I know the answer to this, but two Cy Young Awards get Kluber a sniff of Cooperstown. Uh, the short answer is no. The long answer is obviously he was really good for a short period of time and then didn't have an extended career because of injuries and, and just – flaming out early, even though he's still pitching. Um, you know, I, I he hasn't been good since the age of 32. Uh, he got in late. He wasn't good age 25, 26. So he really had a age 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 uh, year age stretch. So a six-year stretch where he was good. Um, he was very good in that time period, but he wasn't good enough to make the Hall of Fame despite two Cy Young Awards. Um, there's a huge Ronaldo card ending tonight for any big soccer collectors out there. 2017 select gold field level at 10. This is one of definitely the key modern soccer sets. Um, I'd say like 2016 field levels are the first field levels in soccer, but I, I think and many are partial to these 2017s. Um, horizontal field levels work really well for soccer. We talked about this the other day, I think not as well for football. Um, you, you got like a lot of, different offensive linemen and quarterbacks cards. This is just like a perfect looking soccer card, in my opinion. And I really like it. Cuckoo. We're going to have to shift to giveaway here at some point, but definitely in the running for a few of these cards. So excited to see what happens here. Um, Nate, I think that this uh, – let's just try to see what happens here. So, I think we just won this Luis Robert. Oh. Dude, I I think this massively flew under the radar. I had no idea. These are more rare than the Red Inks, I think. The Dude, regular? like – Yes, I – it took me scrolling back like a year to find a blue ink sale. If you go online, maybe two blue inks listed for sale, one at 600 or 550, one at a thousand. Hmm. I've never knew that this card was this rare until I just bid on it just because we got it for 74 bucks. <laughs> Look at that. I'm like, I never would know. Like if you just think of like what a heritage auto is like, there's a lot of blue. If ink. you didn't ask about Luis Robert. So I told you he was doing good. 
Yeah, well, I, I tried never... to dissuade you from it because White Sox. Hey, uh, real quick, Crollo uh, says he would be the only two-time winner not in, I think. I would like to introduce you to Denny McLean. Aaron, do you know who Denny McLean is? Never even heard of that guy. Denny McLean was a pitcher for the Tigers back in the 60s. And uh, really the 60s. He pitched a couple years. Age 24-25, he went 336 innings, 325 innings, a 1.96 ERA, a 2.80 ERA. He won back-to-back Cy Young Awards, and he won the MVP one year. You've never heard of him. That, wait, he won back-to-back signing awards and an MVP and is in the Hall of Fame? He has 19 wins above replacement in his career. He is now anywhere close to the Hall of Fame. How, won, how trash was he every other year? He won a World Series, 1986 World Series, two Cy Young Awards, an MVP, three-time All-Star, had a 196 ERA in 336 innings, but not in the Hall of Fame. Denny McLean. Denny McLean. So there is your there is your example for uh, for and Corey Kluber better career than him, but if Denny McLean's not in World Series MVP and two Cy Youngs, it's not going to happen for Kluber. You mean you mean wait? Were you saying Kluber or, or or Shane Bieber? Kluber. Oh, that's what someone brought up. I thought you said maybe you said Kluber the entire time. I think I did. <laughs> Um. Okay, so Cy Young is a real is a real. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know how they say Lakers bubble bubble uh, bubble championship. Yeah. Shane Bieber, I love him. That's a bubble. Uh, Cy Young. Cy Young, because all he did was pitch against the AL Central, and as we know, he's terrible. Or the, well, the AL Central is terrible. You did, you did write that that he still is good, but not to the. No, I didn't mean he's terrible. I meant the AL Central is terrible. Oh, Shane Bieber's still good. Okay, but he's just not. He's just not it from where he where he was. Yeah. Who owns a donut shop in Oxford? Kluber, apparently. Time to find some uh, a giveaway card to bid on here. I'm like fired up about that Louis Robert. I I literally never knew that that thing was that short print. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I I you know I saw a couple listings and it's like oh SSP. I'm like what? As like the writing sells for like two hundred bucks as and then it I guess it sells for more than it. The last one technically was in February. There was a raw sale that did like two hundred and thirty, but even at that like. Okay. I mean, I see one. I see one February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, for five hundred bucks. Yeah, so they were like five hundred last year, but even two forty. I mean, for a Ross oh Sealy. yeah, February twenty twenty two, done. Yeah. Bieber had the bubble triple crown. Would oh yeah, did. strikeouts, wins, and ERA. Yes, if I remember correctly. Hits given up, home runs given up, walks given up. <laughs> The inverse triple crown, <laughs> the bad triple crown. I would say I will say uh, I am significantly uh, worried about the Reds. Like being good, yes, yeah. So am I, man. All these names getting called up. I'm like, there's more. <laughs> the super frustrating thing is that Devin Dodson. They they 
you know, they traded away the Wade Miley's and Nick Cassiano's went packing and uh, all these guys. And two years later, they're good. Or a year and a half later, they're good. And it's yeah. because stupid teams like the Twins. Oh, Sonny Gray's been amazing this year, I will say. But I just, I just, the Twins gave him so much, so much for Sonny Gray. And those guys are good. And the guys they got for it. And they've been uh, they've been good at drafting an international prospect. I don't know. I'm just frustrated. <laughs> they're, they're they're just actually putting together a really good team. Yeah. All right. I'm uh doing some looking here for a giveaway. Anthony Edwards rookie, kind of lame. Yeah, like 2003 Gaylor Perry auto. Reed Denver auto. What? Do it. Gaylor Perry. Good pitcher. I, I mean, I used to have his 1977 tops card. He was always one of the most valuable book value cards in the set when I was looking back in the day. There you go. Hall of Famer, man. That's crazy. Like one sold for like 40 bucks like in December, and then another one sold for like 13 raw like in February. But guess what? We're tossing the bid in. Do it. I mean, it's a fun giveaway. Yeah, it's a it's a non card autograph Hall of Famer. Yeah, we were talking about a guy that's says two times Cy Young who's not. It's not like it's like a Panini card. It's not like it's like an Onyx card or something. It's tops. Dude, was there a nineteen oh seven Tesla card? Matt lost it. I uh, think uh, adding to my. Matt, I used to have a Rocco TV. Happened all the time. <laughs> Nick Knack adding to my boxing collection. Grabbed a Roy Jones Jr. PSA 10 and a Dame Leaf Auto. That's nice. Um, anyone else who wins things, please toss them in the chat. Uh, Hank commented something. He said, so is that golf outing yesterday and won a raffle basket of fireworks naturally? The U.S. Open being on it, I saw that. What I thought was a confetti can. I thought whoever wins, I launch it off. And so when I twisted the thing to launch, a bunch of pink powder came out because I guess it was a gender reveal cannon. So I got to spend the last 45 minutes cleaning that up and it's everywhere in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. Ooh, uh, Jerry won a C-3PO error. (laughs) Always a notable card. Always. Always. There's only two notable error cards that I know of that cracks everyone up. Billy Ripken, C3BO. <laughs> yep. Definitely like the two most notable, I'd say. Uh, there's a Brett Hollow Peachy card here. For any hockey fans, there's a lot of different stuff in here in the lower dollar tiers right now. Oh, what's that? What's that? Uh, what's that Bowman Auto? Just as curiosity. Uh, Juan Ben Cho. Any value there? I wouldn't touch a, any Cardinal with a 10-foot pole. Terrible organization. Look how bad they are this year. <laughs> um, hey, Brewers, man. We uh, we bounce back. Sweeping the Pirates. Yeah, you can lose. You can get swept by the A's. But as long as you sweep the teams in your division, all good. Dang, I was really going after this Brad Stewart Auto. But I think it's out of, out of my price range now. Um, this is a 2020 Prism Gold out of 10 the first year prism WNBA. And I looked up her stats, dude, this year, she's going off 
Well, they they got her and Sabrina, right? Yeah, and they have uh, Kelsey Plum, I think. Went, wait, no, she's in the Aces. They added someone else to the team too. Was it Wilson? No, I, oh, John Cole Jones is who it was. Um, either way, averaging twenty three point four points per game, ten rebounds per game, and four assists per game. She's tied for first in steals per game, tied for first in rebounds per game, and tied for second for assists per game. Is that true? No, that's not true. That that was that was some type of ESPN air right there. But either way, she's she's absolutely going off. She's throwing points per game. Hey, uh, not to change the subject, but I am. Go ahead. Um, Jim said Papa John's double chocolate chip brownies aren't half bad. Have you ever had the s'mores bars from Papa Murphy's? Taking bake s'mores bars? Never. Oh, delicious. Also, you eat like two and you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> like eating two National Bakery Donuts. Oh, man, that sounds like a problem. Yeah, but it's so good. And this is at Papa Murphy's, you said? Yeah, Papa Murphy's. Take and bake? Yeah, I mean, used to get the Papa Murphy's a lot as a kid. Um, yeah, I, have, I did too. I don't do it as much anymore. No, I haven't had it in a long, long time. Looks like USA's eight minutes away from uh, stoppage time to then win this, win this final that Nate deems is lame. It is. <laughs> Okay, I like here's the deal. Wait, are you wait? Is Jim being serious? Jim says never heard of Papa Murphy's. I wonder where they are demographically or regionally. There's no way. Really? I don't know. I gotta look this up. This is a sick card. 56 Willie Mays auto. Wow. I love that. That seems cheap. I mean, Willie Mays signed this 56 card. Seems cheap. It does seem cheap. Yeah, a couple PMG greens here. You got the uh, Antonio Freeman. Papa Murphy's is not in New York. It's not. Well, that might have something to do with it. Uh, Nate, what chain restaurant do you not have in Wisconsin, and are you going there when you come back? Uh, real quick, just as a, real quick, they have them in 36 states. Um, Nate, what chain restaurant do you not have in Washington, and are you going there when you come back? So we don't have Culver's. I've already been. I was there the first day I got back into Wisconsin. Do you get a burger? Dude, you know I can't eat. Well, beef. I'm wondering if it destroyed you. So here's the thing. I do think maybe one of these days, if nobody else is home, I'll find myself at Culver's. I'll get a single patty and see if it doesn't absolutely wreck me. And if oh, wait, does, so, so you, totally wait, you, you, you didn't get one? No, I got custard. Just custard? Yeah. No tendies? No. Well, you know that they're back. Yes, I know that they're back, but they're chicken tenders, bro. No, they're I not. At, I can't go into Culver's, look at a burger, and then say, I guess I'll get chicken tenders. They're not chicken tenders, bro. They are buffalo chicken You know tenders. for a fact that they're made by some other company, not by Culver's, frozen, right. fried right there, maybe even baked instead of fried. No, 100%. You're, hey, I'll take them as baked, healthier for you. Um, <laughs> means I can eat more. Incredible. Um, yeah, man. They're they're crazy. Uh, SCP says uh, twenty twenty two leaf dec- decadence decades. Wow, that's a mouthful. Terry Bradshaw, Pete Rose, auto out of four. 
cool card. Yeah, Culver's really needs to get its act together. It's only in the Midwest. People need to actually know what a good burger is. I agree, man. Or good buffalo chicken tenders. Dude, I, I swear I have been somewhere. I've been to another fast food restaurant that had chicken buffalo chicken tenders that were literally the exact same thing. I know you've said that, and I don't doubt it, but they're really good, and that doesn't change my opinion. That's fair. Um, I still can't believe that Papa Murphy's isn't in New York. That's crazy to me. 36 states, but not New York. And now New York is very – like, I'm not proclaiming that Papa Murphy's pizza is very good. It's just a place that scam people into buying take-and-bake pizzas that they have to bake themselves. I'm going to have a hot take here. I'm not a big cheese fry guy. I don't really like cheese on my fries. <laughs> All right. That's enough for today. <laughs> uh, dude, no cheese and bacon? I mean... You have loaded fries? Yeah, you know, I have loaded fries. Like, like, instead yeah, chips, like instead of like nacho chips, nacho fries, or like uh, no. guac on your fries, and stuff, or bacon and... Guac on fries? So good. Are you serious right now? So good. Tell you what, you come out to Spokane... I'll make you some loaded fries that you will be like. Okay, I'm, I'm sure loaded fries. fries taste great. Don't get me wrong. I just prefer to like dip my fries or you're going to kill me. Like tots in like a ranch based dip. <laughs> I'm literally trying to end Nate's, uh, Nate's life here live on, on Slapstack Sundays right now. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do hate ranch. <laughs> exactly. Um, Nine okay, pulled pork poutine sounds really good though. That sounds fire. I do like poutine. Yes, knickknack ranch on fries. I just get ranch cups at with my buff tendies and my fries at Culver's and call it a day. Are you like one of those guys that gets like four ranch cups and has like four chicken tenders and uses an entire ranch cup on no, one? No, no. I like ranch in moderation. I'm not like oh, overly uses of ranch. <laughs> um. Ooh, Tom. This is a good one. This is a good one. Do I know anything about Felix Valerio? So Felix Valerio is actually in very interesting, uh, interesting case because last year on Fangraphs he was given a sixty um, or a, a seventy future hit, right? Seventy yeah. future hit by Fangraphs last year on their updated Fangraphs Brewers list in 2022. 2023 came around, he didn't even make the top whatever number list or any of the subsequent honorable mentions for their uh for their brewers list so like to go from a 70 hit tool last year to uh whatever he's considered this year and now he's repeating double a he has no power and he's hitting 243 320 331 78 wrc plus last year 81 wrc plus this year in a repeat level um i think they're probably just significantly way too high on him he got the double a he couldn't handle it and he looks like he probably won't ever make it out of the minors that's a sad story right there yeah man i uh the uh the end of this is getting a little troublesome for the old giveaway we're gonna see what happens here we might end up buying a random morris bradshaw We'll see. Oh yeah, Nate, tell me uh update here. Oh, okay. Yeah, Henry tell you Davis. What, before we talk about Henry Davis, Pete Ranch is the best on pizza. If anyone's ever in Milwaukee or Madison area, go to Ian's Pizza. 
and get yourself a mac and cheese slice of pizza with their homemade ranch, bro. Their house ranch is literally the best ranch dipping sauce I've ever had. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, I don't like dipping in ranch because it's just overpowering. But I don't mind ranch as the base of the pizza, especially if that is a buffalo chicken because it's cooked and the buffalo chicken, a spicy, like not a regular buffalo chicken sauce or or buffalo sauce. I need to be spicy. And then you get that on there with that ranch cooked base. That's pretty stinky. So you're talking about like the toppers, like buffalo chicken pizza. Yeah, dreams about that pizza. yeah okay so like yeah a ranch would be excellent on that obviously but you just say you don't like ranch so i don't know why you like it on there yeah i don't know either i guess i don't want it to be a, it's okay if it's not overpowering but a lot of things that people people like it overpowers you dip your pizza in ranch and you take a bite it's the bite is mostly ranch well i'll say this if you do the mac and cheese from ian's with the house-made ranch the right amount of ranch with the cheese and oh it's so good it's just massive i haven't had that in too long and they need to get that soon i agree you should get that soon since <laughs> there you're gonna get that soon? <laughs> well, i'm not agreeing to me getting it but i'm always agreeing to anybody else going back and getting something they love look at that yeah. slab socks and eight for the people right here yep. <laughs> even for me <laughs> West okay so- apple on pizza or not i want to one-up you peach on pizza apple on pizza pear on pizza had all three in the last year. You have said that that's pretty crazy. The peach and I love peach and I would also do that. But um, pineapple and pizza, I used to eat a ton of Hawaiian back in like high school. I don't really eat Hawaiian pizza anymore. I'm not like out on it, but like there's just so much better stuff out there. And I think I just didn't realize that when I was a dumb high schooler. Ding, ding, ding. No, Matt, that's wrong. Ding, ding, ding. Matt, that's it's, like putting, it's like putting steak sauce on your steak. Now that's gross. If you need to put steak sauce on your steak. You might as well just not eat steak because you've ruined your steak. Dude, hey, I totally agree with you on that. I'm not disagreeing on that. That totally makes sense. Yeah. But when you're when you're enhancing the flavor of your pizza, but it's specific ones, okay? I'm not going Jim Baker here and putting ranch and pepperoni. That's not happening. It's like there's spe- like Nate said, buffalo chicken pizza, great with ranch. Mac and cheese pizza, great with ranch. I would not dip pepperoni pizza in, in ranch. Yeah, but I don't. It, the buffalo chicken pizza isn't dipped in ranch. I get, I get what you're saying. It's it's like drizzled on top. It's like mixed in with the thing. I, yeah, yeah. I, and I like that too. We end up might going uh, some uh, some really wild. Um... <laughs> uh, real quick, real quick, one last one. Whisk Collectibles says peach with barbecue pork. What was it with? It was with prosciutto. So peach and prosciutto pizza from South Perry Pizza in Spokane, Washington spectacular i wish tech was in here to back me up on this because he would i would like i i need to try that whenever i make my way up there it's a it's a it's a like five week special they have in the fall when (laughs) peaches are ripe in in season oh some good ripe peaches that sounds money oh yeah (laughs) dude I, i kid you not this is gonna sound crazy but it really was like it wasn't it wasn't John's a bleaker. Yeah. But it was probably the second best pizza I've ever had. Ooh. Behind John's. Yeah. Behind John's, of course. John's John's was a transcendent experience that changed my life. <laughs> I've had twice, not to one up you, but I've had twice, and they've only had it once, I'm sorry to say. Um <laughs> so good. Literally so good. Uh, we're gonna see what comes away here with the giveaway. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for one of these two here. So we're at, at very different spectrums here. We've got on-card auto of Hall of Famer, 
versus non-licensed parallel out of 46 of Walter Franco. Do Could it. it be two more different baseball cards? Do it. Well, I, I'm in on both because I'm not really confident in either. So we'll give away whichever one the people want if we win both. But um, hopefully we at least win one. I think we might have just won the the Wander Franco. So at least – and this is going to be my high bin on the Perry. So – or at least I hope we win the Franco. I thought we did. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hope too soon. <laughs> Still winning though, but hey, that yeah, flash yeah. green, but it hasn't changed green. So yeah, I don't really know what happened. There. I'm wildly confused as to what's going on here. I'm a little bit too. Um, well, Matt says he says I'm on the south side of Chicago. There are a ton of incredibly, uh, incredible tavern style thin crust places near me. Thin crust is definitely goaded. Um, I don't, I don't. What am I trying to say? I love me like my once of year like national Chicago deep dish. So when we, oh my gosh, I've got been on both. This is fun. Um, thin crust is good. You can eat so much of it without feeling bad about yourself. Yeah. True. <laughs> I I love thin crust pizza. Have you have you had Lou Malnati's thin crust? Oh, SCP came away with the rookie top from oh, Super Factor. Let's go. That's fun. Maybe. Uh, Maybe uh, one day he um, he uh, stays healthy. Matt, I, I got to make this clear. He says, if anyone saw you dipping in ranch, you may not make it out. I got to make this clear. 95% of the pizza I eat does not have ranch on it. I'm not I'm, I'm not like, who said that? Real music was like, I need hot sauce on every single pizza I eat. Like, no, I'm not like that. There's a few piece, pizzas and from a few places that it makes a lot of sense and it's really good, but. For the most part, I eat pizza without ranch to make sure people don't think I'm psychotic. <laughs> Good stuff. But Lou Malnati's is a Chicago-based pizza company that made its way up into Milwaukee recently, Nate, since you left. And really good. Really, really good. I feel like – I feel like – I think it was Lou Malnati's that uh, Josh, Sam, and Vincent and I went to. No, that was – we went after one of the shows one day. Like no, no, you, you, yeah, 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 because we went because you were doing something. You were, you yeah, had some, yeah. like event. Yeah, I was point. doing something, and you guys went, and then we went again, like towards the end of the trip. I think you guys yeah. didn't go. Did, oh, you did you guys go to Lumalani's that first time? Or was it a different one? I think it was Lumalani's. No, all right. Well, Gino's East is is our at least my favorite, the one we we normally make it to. Ranch is big in um, pizza in L.A. See. You want to be you want to be known as an LA guy. To make it clear, most of the time it's mac and cheese pizza at Ian's that get, happens like once a year. <laughs> now this is true, Pete. He says Jets Pizza. I don't know what that is, but he says they make their own ranch, and we did get the Perry. Nice. Um, he says they make their own ranch that's better than any ranch in the market. The places that have their own ranch recipes, that is where it's at. That's just like Ian's. They have their own ranch recipe. Killer. What if Hidden Valley started making pizzas? Okay, they'd probably be trash. Well, they have their own ranch recipe. I, I know that they do. I'm talking about the actual restaurants that have their own. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, I got to figure out what's even still still up for auction. Right you have gotten a giveaway. We did get we, we did get the giveaway. Okay, so now there's no option. You know, It, it is just the uh, Gaylor Perry on-card autograph, but in my opinion, much cooler card. It, Dude, we were like one of the last ten cards we were bidding on. Unless I'm losing what? my mind. Oh yeah, this yeah, pick. It's only ten oh four. 
Um, I'm taking this uh, Glaber Torres, Lee Fair, and Valiant. All right, I'm taking that thing. The Monty Gumpele. Yeah. Oh no, this this is this is Garnich, uh, Harincha or whatever. Yeah, him. I'm taking him. Uh, Brazilian legend, but also, <laughs> yeah. Wow, what happened there? That's crazy. It's only time of five. Um, well, if we don't win this, when we have a one in five chance of winning, at least one of us does. There's no, it's one in seven right now, but there's no chance that Leaf Valiant card is going to win for me. I just, well, no, I mean, I mean, one in five because if there was 10 cards and we each get to pick one. Yeah. So so now we, Uh, we'll leave the giveaway open for two minutes until 10 or 7 p.m. So you gotta be quick. You gotta be quick. Oh, Nate, you hear about uh, the recent Chelsea news today? Michael Jordan sold the, the the Hornets so you could buy Chelsea. Yeah, I heard that. No, but that'd be kind of funny. Um now uh the Saudi public investment fund is coming after four of our players and is gonna like fund us a hundred million off of like four crap players. <laughs> We're gonna get like probably like ninety million for Kulabali, um Ziesh, Abamyang, and um Edward Mendy. Or maybe it's going to be like eighty million or something like that. But like literally, dudes who were like taking up like five hundred thousand plus a week on the wage bill, and like terrible players last year who are all old, they want mm-hmm. them all and they want to pay a lot of money for them. So I'm here for it. Uh, Tom, Tom, we did talk about uh, Beal um, to the Suns earlier Beal. in the episode, and Portillos or Portillos. I'm never hundred percent sure. I'm sure it's Portillos. Portillos. Uh, I just want to say Portillos. Um, Portillos is in Milwaukee. Aaron yeah, and I, I've been there many a time. Oh yeah, though it did have a better place in my heart when I could eat beef. Now yeah. it's uh, not a place I go. I don't even want to say what I'm about to say. You went there today? No, the last few times I went there, I've gotten their spicy chicken sandwich, actually really good. <laughs> you're you're a freak. That's all <laughs> I have to say about. You it. gotta know, Nate. I really just don't like beef a whole lot, honestly. What? Like. Dude, I'll eat really good. You're a guy who can no longer eat beef, and you're gonna admit you don't like beef. We should just flip flop, honestly. Yeah. Like, yes, we um, should. Your your pele is done, just so you know. Well, yeah. adding insult in, in uh, injury. Wait, Jim, have they confirmed that they're not going to take Scoot? Because I I I I think it kind of makes sense given their Lamella situation, but also Scoot's a stud, so I don't know. I mean. The Hornets are a joke of a franchise. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong there. He's not wrong. Uh, had the public market taco place in Milwaukee. I've been to the public market a few times. I don't know if I don't recall the exact taco place, and I probably have not eaten it. No. My my Glaber Torres non licensed is in the top five. How does it make you feel, Nate? Well, I was trying to choose something that was green, and that was the first green thing I saw. So I went for it. Hey, I mean, it makes sense. I, I can't believe how fast it got down to only a few cards left. I think some of my favorite Slap Sex Sundays discussions is when we get on the subject of food, because I feel like it lasts like a full like 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. You get me talking about food, I will not stop. <laughs> Hey, have you ever had like a, a pork tenderloin sandwich from like uh, Iowa, Illinois area? I have not, not been, Illinois, sorry, Indiana. Indiana, Iowa. I have not. There was one time I was in a place in Iowa. I was planning on it, and then they had something that looked better, so I didn't. 
They have met Culver's. So I've never gotten it. Um, I'm surprised you've never tried one from Culver's. Yeah, I actually did see they added a a, a bit ago by and I actually oh, no, they've had it for a very long time. Well, I guess I noticed on the menu for the first time a while ago. Okay. <laughs> or a bit ago. But yeah, I've never actually had a pork tenderloin sandwich, though my dad says they are the greatest. Thing so back, like maybe like probably like seven years ago, I had one in Iowa. It was really good. Guy went there for uh, what? That's essentially just taking a schnitzel and putting it on a bun. That's exactly what it is. And that's why I love it. Yeah. <laughs> because then I had one in Indiana when we were there for the, for the Midwest Monster um it was massive and it was good it, like they, they, sauce on it because that would set it over the what do they put on a little mushroom sauce on there would be amazing like mushroom cream sauce you're saying like no. jaeger schnitzel no there was not mushroom cream on the one i had this last time but uh i think on the first one it did have could i, I love that be? huh could you imagine how good that'd be oh it'd probably be amazing i love jaeger schnitzel sauce it's so good look at me i'm gonna beat Three 1986 player cards. Are you kidding me? Please be done. What's going on here? Refresh. It's tweaking. tweaking. Oh, maybe I didn't. It may look like I was about to. No, Kurt, I didn't have a tenderloin sandwich. And it was such a long time ago, I don't remember what the name of the place was. I said I was in Iowa. I had one in Iowa. Um, I had it somewhere where a guy went to for diners, drive-ins, and dives. I don't, I don't remember the name. Oh, that was you and me. I was driving you to Nebraska. That was you and me. I knew I was going to Nebraska. I didn't know that you were with me. That's forgot right. about that. I forgot you were there. <laughs> Look at us, a couple of idiots. I was like, I knew I was going to Nebraska, but I did not remember. That's crazy. Um. Uh, also, you know, we we may – I think it was Wesley that was complaining about us using up all his money. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Wesley, was it? It not? was Wesley. It was Wesley. Um, Wesley complaining about us using his money on cards, and Crollo is now complaining about us using his money on food. <laughs> uh, basically, if you want to save money, uh, just watch on mute. Don't listen. Yep. <laughs> um. It's funny. Baxter, tell me, tell me that's not true. Hardy's pork chop and gravy biscuit from Hardy's. <laughs> There's certain things that like I'll eat a burger from a place, but then you like make it into a breakfast item, and I'm like, no, that's so gross. <laughs> I don't know why. Like Taco Bell breakfast. I love Taco Bell, but Taco Bell breakfast is like a bridge too far for me, and I don't under I don't know why. It's just like a yeah. mental hurdle I can't get over. Yeah, I don't know if I do it. I'm gonna rip this giveaway off right here after this. Uh, these two seconds closes because all these things just keep them moving on. So I'm gonna flip flop this giveaway here. Good luck, everyone. We got some names in three times for the Gaylor Perry Auto. We got one. We got two. I'm going with Matt H here. I gotta pick this right one of these times. All right. Um. Let's see here. I'm gonna go with uh, Mark Sakaguchi. Real music. Oh, real Oof. music. Big, big, tough scene for me. Oh, that is tough. Matt H is in last. Uh, real music. You get the Gaylord Perry. Congrats. Um, you probably know what to do by now. I know you're here like every single week, but uh, info at sladsocks.com. I'll drop it in the chat anyways, just in case. And send me your uh, your preference, your character key, 
and uh, I this might officially be done here um, in these next 12 seconds. So you go to preferences, send me the character key to that email. I'll get that transferred to you. I'm sorry, Matt. A tale of a tale of two uh, two outcomes right there with real music with the W and Matt right after him with the ouch. Seriously, uh, I think that this. Are we sure those aren't done and they're not just? Let's see here. Messing up. I don't know. I, I see a bit. I got. I got. I gotta wait and see. I mean, come on. We got. We got forty seconds. Yeah. Here. We 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 can wait. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a major asterisk like Barry Bonds home run record. You have a major asterisk if you win this one because there was only ten cards left. So it doesn't. Nate, really would you eat McDonald's breakfast burrito? No. <laughs> no. I barely eat McDonald's at all. Yeah, um, I haven't been to McDonald's in quite a while. No. Just, just there, there can be. I know that the English love their baked beans with breakfast. When I'm in England, I can't stand being at breakfast and seeing baked beans on a plate next to whatever else you, people are eating. I just can't. I just can't do it, man. It looks so. They're like light brown too. It's just. just you, you know when you go to England and you talk about all the food you eat and it's always other Indian food or Italian or French. Yep. But you're in an entire country. Yeah. There's a reason for that. I I know because it's like. <laughs> And I can say that because I uh, just figured out today that, you know, how Americans are generally, uh, you've got this in you and this in you, like you're Polish and German yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I think I have most, not not even half, but I think I'm mostly English. But it's not even half of me. You've got a lot of English in you? English, German, Italian, Scottish. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like mega mix over there. Norwegian, yeah. You got a lot, you got a lot going on. Big old mutt. Basically, mostly Polish and German over here. Yeah. Um, I I am very confused on on the happenings here, but uh, let's refresh and see what what's up. <laughs> it, it part of me, I, I can't tell if they're just still going or just randomly refreshing. I just feel like it's broken at this point. <laughs> Because, like, come on, Gliber Torres? <laughs> well, it's it seems broken because of that. Uh, no, I, I think it's actually still going, but it's fighting against three different PSA 1086s of complete randos. I, I've heard of... No, I've only heard of Vince Vincent Maxwell or something, or Vince. I've heard of Maxwell the coffee brand. <laughs> yeah. Nate is mostly Viking. I do have some Norwegian in me, so there's probably some Viking heritage in there somewhere. Basically, he's a Vikings fan. He just submitted it right here. All right, that really is enough. <laughs> Actually, leave says watch watch the tours yourself. Um, well, I, I will say I have I've had uh, a few too many Viking fan moments lately with my cheering against the Cardinals. I felt you, you like a Vikings fan. You really have, dude. You yeah, really tough scene for me. <laughs> That's that's what happens when there's years of dominance, and you're on the other side of the. Well, we're not even dominating right now. So. It's true. Okay, if this goes one more forty seconds without me seeing this move from one fifteen, and it still shows that it's timing, then I think that we're gonna call it call it good here. But because I thought it just didn't move from one fifteen right there, but I might be wrong. We broke it with all that ranch talk. <laughs> Too much ranch on pizza talk. That was significantly too much. Any any amount of ranch on pizza talk is too much. Okay, now now we have tomato for breakfast talk going on. I don't know about that. 
Just a slice of tomato? Do you salt it first? Well, I wouldn't do that. See, I'm not a big tomato. I don't really eat a lot of beef. I only eat a lot of salt. I'm mostly pepper and chicken. That's not not, not always combined, but I'm just saying, like, I would prefer your food. I don't really like salt on food. No. Oh, and I'm done. No, not just straight up salt, like in preparation of your food. So, oh, I mean, it, de- it depends on what it is, I guess. Because I'm sure you have a lot of salt, you don't realize it. No, no, no. I, I understand eating like places, yes, they put salt in the food. But me, when I cook all my various pastas, I just don't even use salt. I know it, from some people, yeah, some people salt the water before making the pasta and stuff. No salt. That's for the noodles not sticking together. Bro. I know. I don't use it then. I don't put it in there after I drain the noodles. No salt. Just different variances of peppers and spices and vegetables and chickens. <laughs> I made Nate question the 25 years he's known me now. Have you, ever made a, have you ever made a steak? Yeah, but I understand you put salt on the sides and that. Yeah, I get it. I've made it. I've on made the sides? No, I, on the, on the, on both, oh. on, no, on both sides, on both sides of the steak not on the outer rim of the i mean steak. you can't put salt and pepper on the outer rim that's fine but imagine I, I just like rolling the other rim and not the top and bottom top and bottom whatever you want to call it <laughs> baxter with the midwest hate uh which is funny because i know a lot of people i know a lot of people that can't even handle a jalapeno and it kills me because it's like you know put a couple habaneros in your salsa you have flavors that you can't get otherwise anywhere else but in the habanero and it tastes so good and then people are like nope too spicy you can't handle it like, oh, I, I, I like spicy food a lot i really yeah. do now i had a pinch of salt because it it expands things <laughs> expands flavor all right um i'm gonna refresh this one more time not to see what's the running but just to show a quick recap on the winnings of the night one of them was the gaylor perry that went to real music the other was that Wildly rare Luis Robert. I guess there's only another card, but I was not expecting this to be as rare as it is, and I'm happy we got it. Um, on card auto from 2020 Heritage Blue Ink Auto. There we are, 9510 SGC. So, thanks everyone for watching tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, quick announcement viewer come to Slab Sox Lives on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It is now on Tuesday for this week. Uh, so, it's shifted by one day. It's a little mental uh, reallocation there of your time. Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for Slab Sox Live. I'm excited for that, and we'll see you all next Sunday in the next Slab Sex Sunday's episode number 75. See you guys.